Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Jeff Gamut. He's the managing editor for the Mac Observer, the same people who bring you John Martellero and Brian Chaffin and some of his various voices, which makes him many people. We haven't figured out how many people yet because we don't know how many personalities he occupies. Jeff is going to go back to him now and we'll have a real argument. We'll also hear from Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. Jeff, this is your first time on the show. It is, and thanks for having me on. Well, we're glad to have you and the people over at Mac Observer on the show because it's always fun. Great information, a little bit of humor, a little bit of wackiness. And I'm going to ask you a wacky question, okay? All right. Okay, you can give me a wacky answer or a serious answer. So this week, Apple puts on sale, or at least for ordering, the new 2013 Mac Pro, tiny little thing, smaller than an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, mm-hmm. weighs 11 pounds compared to like 40 pounds for the cheese grater, formerly known as the Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can buy this thing for $3,000. You could outfit it with 12 core Xeon processors and all sorts of stuff. It's like $9,600, but there's no keyboard. Right. No keyboard, no mouse. Explain that to me. I'm a little confused. I understand with the Mac Mini, you want to keep it cheap, but this is the uber expensive Mac. I mean, if you add RAID drives and other stuff, external stuff, it can cost $20,000. Oh, yeah. You you can spend a crazy amount of money on one of these. I have a couple ideas on why there is no keyboard and mouse with the new Mac Pro. And I will let you decide if uh, if I'm being serious or just giving you a a joke answer. All right. So first, Apple doesn't have a keyboard, mouse, or trackpad that matches the new design. Second, the box would be bigger and wouldn't look quite as sexy if you threw a keyboard and mouse in there. And that's it. And that's it. Okay, but they're offering as an option their regular lineup of input devices, including the Magic Trackpad, their regular lineup of keyboards, so what difference does it make? It's a distinction without a difference, except, of course, for not being able to make it look pretty in the case. There you go. And I think it comes down to Apple winning the whole aesthetics thing. Yeah. So, sure, you can, you can buy Apple's own keyboard and mouse or trackpad to pair up with the thing. And that's perfectly fine. But what Apple's doing is, is letting you decide whether or not you want to use that trackpad and that keyboard and that mouse. And if you want to sully the look of your beautiful brand new Mac Pro with something that doesn't match it. Well, and the funny thing is nothing's going to match it right now. Of course, ultimately that doesn't matter for most people. I think by the time people can really start getting these in their hands, there'll already be accessories that match the look because we're, these went on sale this morning And the earliest they could ship was December 30th, which means no one was going to get one this year. And within a couple hours, that had already pushed out to February. So really, no one's getting one this year. We have, uh, let's call it a month and a half before 
people are, will actually really start getting these in their hands. That's a month and a half for companies to take the keyboards that they already sell and put uh, a new shell around them that looks sort of like Mac Pro colors. Well, Apple should be the first one. The other thing is here is Apple is offering support for 4K video with the graphic cards in the Mac Pro. We'll talk more about 4K video or Ultra HD a little bit later. But Apple has not yet produced a 4K display. They're selling a 32-inch Sharp display. Now, we should point out Sharp is one of the suppliers of display components for Apple. But why couldn't Apple wrap something together and come up with a Thunderbolt Ultra HD display? Maybe they were too busy trying to figure out how to get the shiny black coating on their keyboard. Oh, wait, they don't have a keyboard. Okay, I'm going to guess that what Apple is doing here is, for now, calling the display a third-party opportunity, and they can't get whatever parts they need to make their own display in the quantity they want, or even at all, I don't know. And until they can, they can actually make the display that they really want to produce, they won't even bother. Right now, Apple has just one display that they make. That's the uh, that's their twenty seven, yeah, the twenty seven inch display. Right, but I think if Sharp can build a thirty two inch Ultra HD display, you can't believe that Apple can't do it. Also, oh, I'm sure they can do it. If it's not available now. Either they can't get the parts with the quantity or quality that they need, or they don't think it's worth their money to make it. Well, it might be that. I guess we'll have to see what Apple does next year. Will they come out with new displays? I'm going to ask you about Ultra HD later, but let's just talk about the Mac Pro, pluses and minuses. Have you seen one up close and personal? No, I have not. Uh, Dave Hamilton did, And, and he said it was beautiful. You know, when you look at the picture, it seems a lot larger than it really is. You don't realize how small it is until you take that eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, like I got in my hands here. Mm -hmm. And you look and you say, wait, it's less than 10 inches high. It's six and a half inches wide. Gosh, that's small. Yeah. I know people with beer steins bigger than that. I know people who drink a lot larger quantities of beer than that. That's another story. Yeah, that would probably make for a fun show, though. Right, but maybe not on this network, because we have to be clean. Uh, Okay, there's that. Yeah, there is that. Maybe on your show, we can possibly do it. But okay, so we look at this thing, and it's being built in Austin. And by the way, there's no truth to the rumor that they picked Austin because Bob Levitas, Dr. Mac, has a large garage. No, I think there is a lot of truth to that. I think Apple's going back to their roots, and they they want to be a, a garage startup company again. So Bob, I hear, is not happy because he has to park his car out on the street now. Yeah, that's it. But all right, we have this plant in Austin that's turning these things out. I suspect that the fabrication process is a little bit difficult. I would assume it's a lot difficult. (laughs) Which is why it takes a while to ramp things up and why they just were able to announce these things for sale right now. It may also be that one or two people will get theirs before December 30th or on December 30th so they can say it really shipped this year. Yeah, we'll see. 
yeah, there'll probably be a very small handful that that get out before January 1st. But Apple did live up to their promise already, which was uh, to to release it this year. That they didn't make any promises about actually getting getting them on people's desktops this year. Okay, so let's take a look at this now, the typical customer. Now, as I have speculated, and I don't know if you guys would disagree with me, I speculated over at technightowl.com that originally, of course, when you wanted a Mac with more than consumer-level capabilities, you got a Mac Pro. You're a mm-hmm. serious audio, video guy, or whatever, serious writing. And then Apple changed everything in late 2009 with a new version of the iMac that offered pretty high-end components. Core i7 processors, up to 32 gigabytes of memory. More recently, solid-state drives, the mixture, the fusion drive. And if you don't count all the multiple cores, it was capable of performance that was pretty close to a Mac Pro. And I think a lot of people said, well, the Mac Pro is not really expanding that much. It's big, it's ugly, it's expensive. They can get by with an iMac, which has a great built-in display. Mm -hmm. You're with me so far. Oh, yeah, I'm totally with you. Okay, so what that means is that the sales potential of a Mac Pro is sharply reduced. Not that it should be produced, but that explains part of it. We should also explain we have Jeff Gamut here from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to A2Hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. 
an e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a Vapriate at LaSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LaSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Way and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Way, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Way, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100-degree heat, and then I'd take another two servings of One World Way and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Way comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. On the Tech Night Out Live, Jeff Gamut, the managing editor for the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. So I was speculating here and just basically giving you an observation. As someone who used to own Mac Pros and went to an iMac, I'm satisfied. But I think Apple must have mm-hmm. killed 75% of the sales potential of that box. Oh, I think most of that sales potential was already gone. And Apple knew that they could make a lot more in sales by ramping up the horsepower in the iMac, sell a lot more of those. And it also gave them breathing room to really think about what they wanted to do with the Mac Pro. And they came up with this tiny little cylinder thing. And for the people that that need just crazy, insane horsepower that goes way beyond what you can get with anything else that Apple makes, you have the Mac Pro. This is not going to be a huge seller, which is not to say it's going to be a failure. It's just that the market for this device is not nearly as big as Apple's other markets. I think for most people, the iMac is more than enough computer. And and that goes for a lot of pros as well. But you have something like this as a showpiece. Oh, yeah. It is a showpiece device. It is like a car maker that has one model that costs $300,000. And maybe they sell a few hundred, a few thousand a year. But it is their prestige model. Not to say that Apple's only going to sell a few hundred or a few thousand 
of the Mac Pro. I'm figuring what twenty five, fifty thousand maximum each quarter, and that might be a lot. That might be a lot, but sure, yeah. Th- this is not going to be a big seller for Apple, which is not the same thing as saying it's going to be a failure. The, the iMac is just fine for for what most people need. No, that's not fair. The iMac is a fantastic computer for what most people need. It's better than just fine. It it has all the horsepower that the majority of people need to perform most of the tasks that that they could think of doing. Okay, we look at the positives about the Mac Pro. Other than being expensive, but look, the previous Mac Pro was pretty expensive too. They've got more high-end graphic cards here. They used to sell pretty entry-level graphic cards. So that's good. Really looks nice. Lots of external expansion ports. But the advantage, so-called, of the mini tower, a full-size tower, computer is that there is a lot of internal expansion. So Apple threw that away. All you can do is add RAM and maybe change the solid-state drive. Everything else plugs in, good, bad, or otherwise. I think in the long run, it's not going to matter. It'll be just fine. I think in the short term, we'll have a lot of people that freak out because it's different. And you know how people are. People don't, don't handle change very well. But I think ultimately... Ultimately, this is going to be fine. I I leave that as I think as opposed to I'm sure because we haven't seen how the Mac Pro handles external chassis expansion yet. And we haven't seen how any of those chassis will actually perform with a Mac Pro because you can get external chassis where you can plug in the cards that would otherwise have gone inside your, your cheese grater Mac Pro. And if, if those work really well, okay, no problem. And then you have the added bonus of you can take those and set them away from your computer, which is on your desk. And if they have extra fans or, or really loud spinning drives and stuff, that's off to the side somewhere where the noise isn't an issue for you. So basically, Apple is saying that with an expansion chassis, if you like your card, you can keep your card. Sure. Who said that? If you like your, forget it. I, I think I remember seeing that on a commercial somewhere. Some guy, Gene Stein something. Oh, well, I don't do commercials like that. I think that's some guy who lives in Washington said, if you like your whatever. All right. Seriously here. One thing I was thinking, I think a manufacturer is considering this, is to make an expansion box that lets you insert the Mac Pro into its center. And lets the ventilation go out the bottom. That would be kind of clever. Yes, I heard of someone doing that. Don't know when. But all right, we'll have to see how the Mac Pro works. We know it's going to be a fast beast. Already it's being tested by the magazines. And we'll see some more write-ups and see where it goes. Yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. Hopefully it lives up to that. All right. Now, we talked about 4K video. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this very much when we had John Martellero on the show. Don't know if you want to address it or not. And that is Ultra HD. Now, mm-hmm. he's suggesting it's going to catch on faster than we might expect, partly because the TV makers need some new technology to sell. And I could see his point for a couple of reasons. Number one, 3D is a failure. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. I mean, I've got a 3D set that Vizio sent me for extended review. I've used a 3D feature exactly twice. And probably because you needed to do it so you could see how it worked, and not because you're thinking, oh, this is going to be really cool in 3D. Well, when I bought a copy of Man of Steel, okay, I said, you know what, I'll stretch a little bit. It's going to cost more money. 
I'll get one that includes a 3D version. You still got the regular Blu-ray. Yeah, I understand. But I get right. the 3D version. See, it was okay. It was fine. This set does very good. But I can't imagine doing that every day. I said it was fine. Yeah. It was interesting. And I'll probably use it never. But Ultra HD, the argument in favor of that is, okay, you've got four times as many pixels, a sharper screen, all that stuff. But now we have the problem, which is, if you're looking at your TV from, what, eight or ten feet away, you're sitting in your bed or you're in your living room, and the TV set is, what, eight, ten feet away, mm-hmm. it's a 55-inch set. And one set, you put two of them up there, one set has 1080p, which is the maximum resolution of current sets. The other is Ultra HD. You'd be hard-pressed to see the difference. I, I will go farther than that, and I will say, I don't think you can see the difference. Before you can really see the benefits of Ultra HD, because of the resolutions, you really have to hit 80 inches. Below that, sure, it, uh, at, at 55 inches, if you really know what to look for, you can see the difference. But the human eye has a maximum resolution anyhow, and there's a point where we can't tell that the resolution is better. This is kind of like what Samsung does with their high-definition displays on the Galaxy S4, which has over 400 pixels per inch, but you can't see them, so who cares? Right. But see, but that's the thing. Who cares? It's, it's consumers that don't understand, that care. And all they see are bigger numbers, and they get really excited about that. And that, to me, is what I see as the, the real big selling point for, for Ultra HD for, for the masses. It's because they look at it and they're being told it's higher resolution. Therefore, they think they need to have it. It's, it's, it's far more tangible for them than 3D was. And it's also far more social. Because when you do 3D, everyone sits on the couch, puts on their glasses, and now you're in your own little world. When you're looking at, at Ultra HD together, you're all sitting on the same couch together. Well, the other thing about 3D is you had to put on the glasses. You had to do something special. Here you just turn the TV set on, and if you have content, which is another story, if you have content yeah. in Ultra HD, there it is, it's working. You don't have to do anything special except to find the content, and that might be the real rub here. We've got Jeff Gamut. Yeah. He's the managing editor of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. family to yours. Have a very Merry Christmas. We are the Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com.
big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you, has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338 and talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins and herbs. utopiasilver.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Owl Live, Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer joining us. We're talking about the new technology for television called Ultra HD or 4K. Lots more pixels packed in there. Will it be enough to attract customers to spend $500, $1,000 or more for a set? I mean, there's a point of time where the cost of panels will get down to a point where the premium price will be negligible. I saw, for example, over at a Sam's Club for $29.99, a 55-inch Samsung Ultra HD. I didn't see it looking any different, maybe because there was no Ultra HD content. But that's the other problem here, too. 
Okay, so people are convinced to buy the set even though the visual difference isn't that great and can only be seen if you're close or get a big screen. Mm-hmm. But where is the content? Yeah, that's the big thing. There really isn't content. That will change, of course. And just to tie all the pieces together, that may start changing quicker now that uh, Apple is selling the new Mac Pro because it can do real-time 4K rendering. You, you don't have to wait to see what your, your 4K footage is going to look like. You, it's just there in real time on the, on the new Mac Pro, which is crazy. But yeah, there's not content. And a lot of the content that people are expecting to have in 4K is going to be streaming, which there's no infrastructure to handle that. So now we have to switch it over to disks again. And now you have to get manufacturers to make their disks that they're selling in DVD, Blu-ray, and now Ultra HD. It's going to take a while. And the question is, can you alter the Blu-ray format to accommodate 4K, or is it a new Blu-ray Ultra format? That's a tongue twister. Boy, howdy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my guess is that we will end up all having to go out and buy all new disc players again, and the new ones will support Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD. And they'll be $99? Uh, not this Christmas, but maybe next year. That's how fast this is going to move. But seriously, okay, so we'll have that. There are also new streaming formats, compression formats, that are more efficient and may make it possible to stream 4K video content without taking much more bandwidth than they do now. Right. And actually, this might be a place where Google gets a leg up because they're, they're putting their fiber in various cities around the United States. With that in place, it opens up a lot more bandwidth to get to people's homes. And that could be really handy for streaming 4K content, even with the great compression that that's being played with right now. Well, you know, there's a new cable DOCSIS standard for cable modems that right. allows you to get close to gigabit performance, almost the same as your gigabit network switch. That's there now. It's up to the cable provider to make it available affordably in your city. Now you can get up to like 150 or 200 if you pay enough. For example, Cox Communications, which serves the part of Arizona in which I live, they offer up to 150 megabits downloads for $100 a month and 20 megabit uploads. That's pretty good. And you have to think, though, just a year or two ago, it was 50 or 60 sure. for that price. Maybe they'll give you 300. Suddenly, the value proposition for 4K may become more prominent, but they also have to allow you a larger data cap. Oh, it's like you read my mind. The data caps are going to be a huge problem for people because with a 4K movie streaming, you can easily blow through your data cap before the movie ends. Okay, let's move to another aspect here about 4K just briefly. And now with the Mac Pro, Apple has upped the ante with using Final Cut Pro 10 for video editing. And we understand Apple took their lumps when they came out with a version from Final Cut Pro 7 to 10. Features were dropped, brand new interface, Apple got dinged. Some people said, I'm going to Avid, I'm going to Adobe Premiere in the cloud, whatever. 
Now Apple continues to add more and more features, loads of new features for Final Cut Pro 10 10.1, including 4K support, real-time editing with a Mac Pro. Does this reclaim the status of the Mac for video editing? I don't think we lost the status of the Mac for video editing. What we lost was Final Cut as the the de facto go-to choice. Well, that's going to be redundant. But anyhow. Um, you can Apple say that lost. again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I couldn't resist. Uh, well played. Anyhow, so Apple kind of lost a, a, a little bit of their status for the software. The hardware was still fine. What I have seen most of the of the video editors that I interact with doing wasn't switching to Avid or Premiere. It was sticking with Final Cut Pro 7 and then hopping into Final Cut Pro 10 every now and then to see if it had the features that they needed. And with each of these big updates that they roll out for Final Cut Pro 10, I'm seeing more of those video editors starting to shift their workflow into that as opposed to sticking in in uh seven now if you want to go 4k for your for your workflow and you want to use apple software you're going to final cut pro 10 because final cut pro 7 doesn't do that what about premiere or avid are they doing 4k yet uh yes you you can do 4k with their products now too uh with avid like with so many things i believe it involves shelling out more money for new hardware to add to to your mix and with adobe it's software updates so my feeling really and i'm sure the avid people won't like this is that if you want to have the best hardware software combos for the best price you get your mac pro and then you either go with final cut pro or you go with premiere you don't go with with avid because with avid to really use their stuff you have to throw in all that extra hardware and that'll be interesting because I don't know if they're working yet on uh, on versions of their hardware designed specifically for the new Mac Pro, because a lot of their stuff is like plug-in cards. So it would have to be with some kind of extra expansion chassis. Right, or they'd have to redesign their products to work through Thunderbolt. Uh, well, we have to see where that's going to lead. We have to see where Thunderbolt 2 leads in terms of companies developing products, because Thunderbolt has not generated a storm of peripherals, even though the PC side of the ledger embraced it too. You know, I think there's a a lot of confusion around Thunderbolt because people look at it and think, oh, I need a Thunderbolt accessory. And Thunderbolt is just a cool little plug that basically gives you a PCI slot on the outside of your computer. So there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm seeing for Thunderbolt that people aren't equating to accessories, even though they are. Like you, you can get those breakout boxes that have that have uh, uh, additional Thunderbolt connectors on them, and they have FireWire connectors and USB three and and optical audio and you know all, all that stuff. That's right there. That's that's a, a Thunderbolt accessory. But people people aren't looking at it that way. They they want a Thunderbolt hard drive, which is I think kind of a misnomer. Like I have a, a Drobo five D sitting on my desk right now, which is it's a sort of like a RAID, but it's it's a hard drive. And it has a straight through Thunderbolt connection. 
but it but it's just the connection the real part that makes everything work is uh, a pci converter thing that's inside the drobo because basically no storage device needs that amount of performance yet maybe someday but not today not this week well that that and it's it's really not about saying thunderbolt is the is the throughput thunderbolt is sort of like an adapter that lets you use whatever other input system you want and it lets you gang them up and it gives you a lot of bandwidth to do that our sponsors will gang up on us if i don't do this break jeff gamut from the mac observer joining us a little bit later avram pilch is on tap i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live Wishing you the brightest of Christmas seasons and best wishes for the new year from the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited-time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open-pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, buying them another sweater, game, or other holiday gift they didn't need was nice. But this season, why not take the easy road, the safer road, and the smarter road? Get those you love something they do need. Give the gift of preparedness with Freeze-Dry Guy gift cards. Since 1970, the veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy has been your trusted source for emergency preparedness with easy-to-make, delicious freeze-dried foods and dehydrated foods. These long-lasting foods are lifesavers, which come with added comfort, confidence, and convenience, perfect for any power outage, natural disaster, political crisis, 
or emergency at home, such as job loss or illness. Call Freeze Dry Guy now at 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD, or log on to freezedryguy.com. You can't predict what's going to happen to your loved ones, but when it does, you can have them ready with gift cards from freezedryguy.com. For health and vitality for you, your family, and friends, get the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, as recommended by registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs. If you're a junk food junkie, getting on the Healthy Start Pack is one of the best ways to wean yourself off of processed snack foods and start putting good nutrition in your body. If you have a loved one who's dealing with heart disease or any health challenge, the Healthy Start Pack makes a great gift. If you have a grandparent or a parent in a nursing home, you will be amazed at the difference a once-a-day dose of the Healthy Start Pack will make in your loved one's energy levels, in their memory, in their mood, and in their general outlook on life. Give the gift of optimal health to your loved ones and order the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsidebed.com. That's brightsidebed.com. Order today. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Jeff Gamet making his first, but definitely not last appearance. On the Tech Night Owl Live, he is managing editor of the Mac Observer, which means he's got to contend with John Martellaro. And Brian Chaffin, that must be fun. A fun and very hard acts to follow. Okay. And he's very, very generous with them. They're great people. All right, let's they talk are. about security. Story comes out this week that somebody has found a way to break into, what is it, a 2008 MacBook or MacBook Pro mm-hmm. and allow the webcam to turn on without the green light, meaning that somebody could look at you and you don't know they're doing it. Yeah, it's something to be aware of, but I don't think this is nearly as big an issue as a lot of people are making it out to be, because you have to do a firmware update on the computer, and that's not something that, well, first, it's not trivial, and it's not something that you can make happen without someone knowing something is happening. Somebody has to physically access your computer somehow. Right. And and once someone has physical access to your computer, the, the whole security game changes. It's it's basically over. They can do whatever they want. So it I doesn't mean, matter what they're doing. Once they have access, it's all seasons. Sure. And if you don't know how to do firmware updates and, and write the code that makes all this happen, but you can get physical access to someone's computer, if you're patient and you have screwdrivers, you can just pop the thing apart and cut the wire for the little green LED, and the camera will still work. Okay. So if somebody touches my computer when I'm gone, maybe the workman comes in here, and he's going to install something, he's going to fix the refrigerator, and on the side he's working for the NSA or somebody. So he sneaks in there, and he goes to my MacBook Pro or my iMac, and he does something flaky. Mm-hmm. All right, but that's almost ridiculous, you think, here. Absolutely. Any- Anybody gets physical access to any of your gadgets, yes, there's a danger they're going to do something funky or dangerous. 
But it's not something like you go online, you click the wrong link, and suddenly they're looking at what's happening in your camera, hoping that your other half is not wearing her clothing when she passes by or something like that. Right. This, while it's, like I said, it's something for people to be aware of, but I don't think it's as big a deal as some news outlets are making, simply because the amount of effort that's involved in in uh, making the light not work it's pretty substantial. It's like the hype that happened after the iPhone 5S came out when people were talking about how you can fake a fingerprint and get into someone's phone. While it sounds really cool and really sexy and very CSI to say that that you can you can duplicate someone's fingerprint and then use it. It's a lot of work. It's not easy. It takes time. And there are a lot of other obstacles in the way. The, the faster solution in that case is you find someone with a phone, you take them, you take their phone, and then you threaten to beat them up until they give you the password. That's the most effective way to get into someone's phone. Not that I'm advocating that. And the point works here with, with the whole light on the, on the MacBook thing. There are far easier ways to eavesdrop on what people are doing than, than trying to trick them into installing a firmware update that disables the light. Well, if you watch the TV show Person of Interest, you already know there are ways to do that. There is a secret computer that keeps tabs on you. And maybe that's influencing people to come up with stories or find ways to deal with the security issue. But on the Mac and iOS platforms, what should we know about security? Well, the first thing is set passwords on your devices. Because if you if you have pass if you have passcodes, then it takes a little bit more effort for people to get in. And it's really about keeping honest people honest. If you don't, if you don't give them the opportunity, then they're less likely to try and take it. So on your iPhone, on your iPad, have it set to auto lock after a set amount of time. Make sure that you have at least the passcode enabled so that you have to type in a four digit number or use your thumb or whatever to to unlock it on your mac don't have it set so that it uh it auto logs in every time you turn your computer on enter your password keep keep your information a little bit safer and then if you want to get uh uh really secure with your data then turn on file vault well, and, and by File Vault, I mean File Vault 2. If, if you have a Mac that's old enough that, it, that you can't run File Vault 2 on it, don't do it because, because it's all messed up. But um, then you've encrypted all the information on your computer so people can't put it into target disk mode and read everything that's there. Don't let your devices out of your sight. A, a perfect way to first lose your gear but then lose all, all your information. If you're hanging out in a coffee shop, like in Starbucks, like I do a lot, and, uh, and, and you need to hit the restroom real quick, you don't walk away from the table and just leave all your computer stuff sitting out because anyone can come by and take it or sit down at your computer and copy files off, put files on, uh, do whatever they want. When, you, when your gear's out of your control, you have no control over what other people are going to do with it. And only let people you know and trust touch your gear. Unless, of course, they're working for the NSA on the side. Okay, let's right. talk about NSA on the side. So we have all these executives, including Tim Cook, including Eric Schmidt, including the CEO over from Yahoo. Marissa Meyer. Marissa Meyer, now a mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And we were, I think she had to redo the maternity leave thing at Yahoo after that by setting an example. In any case, we have all these bigwigs from different companies. Even Microsoft was there talking with President Obama. He wanted to talk about, I gather, fixing the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare website, healthcare.gov. They wanted to talk about NSA surveillance, and I think they won out. Oh, I think it's pretty safe to say they won out. Yeah. These companies are not happy with with the NSA just being able to, to, uh, without really any checks in place, access gobs of information about people. I mean, they're just collecting so much data about people that that's bad for these companies because it makes us lose faith in them. We stop trusting them. If we don't trust them, we don't use their products, which means they don't get our money. And they, they love having our money. And, and rightly so. That's, that, they're in business to make money. So, yeah, it makes sense that these companies would really, really want to, to get some controls over what the NSA is doing. And I'm sure that's exactly what the conversation was, regardless of what the president was hoping for. It, it had to be about NSA. But there were also recommendations from the administration about cutting back on surveillance. Yes, and and that's great. I, I'm glad to see that uh, that that the White House sees that there's an issue, and hopefully we can get some changes. I like the idea of of people being able to feel comfortable knowing that their privacy is actually really their privacy, and that their government respects that. Well, they should have done that before. They should not I have had to wait. Until there was this controversy, which is, I guess, the way governments work. It's kicking and screaming into finding solutions. You know, like, you're going to pass a budget. It happens at the last minute. Going to pass a debt ceiling increase the last possible second. Before disaster strikes, they pass a bill. Yeah, politics is uh, is a weird, complex dance. And one we will not engage in. No kidding. I think that's just too much. But do you ever fear when you're sitting there doing your stuff, you're using Skype, which is owned by Microsoft, you're doing all your things, ever think that the NSA is listening? Hmm, what does Jeff have to say about this? If, if we've reached a point where the NSA needs to listen in on what I'm saying all the time, we have some really serious problems. Now, my my assumption is based on what we know now that that far more of my personal information has been collected and stored than I am comfortable with. But I also think that there's so much information being collected that it's it's impractical for the NSA to actually go through all of it. So they just have, uh, we'll call it gajillions of gigaquads of data tucked away in servers. And they have no way of actually really processing all of this stuff. So I'm assuming that what I have, or, or what they have of mine, they don't even know what they have. And for But for other people, they're watching really closely. And those people, they, they would be shocked to know how much information of theirs the government is, is going through. We have to go through this kind of information for you, neighbors. We have Jeff Gamut from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
your family to yours. Have a very Merry Christmas. We are the Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux, and most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Jeff Gamut from the Mac Observer, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. And we were talking briefly there about what the NSA may know about thee and me. In my case, I am also host of a paranormal radio show, and we talk about conspiracy theories. So I kind of think they know. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they, they know that I probably don't have pants on. I know. Shh. Oh, now everyone knows. Uh, I, I know that every time I fly, that I go through heightened screening at TSA checkpoints. At, I mean, every single time. And I've tried changing my hairstyle. I've tried uh, having a beard and having no face hair. I've, uh, I wear different clothes. I, I've experimented with all kinds of things to see if I can find a pattern. And all I can figure is that either I'm the most unlucky guy in the world when it comes to TSA screening, or that I'm on some sort of list that, uh, that gets me extra screening every single time. Maybe you should find out about that list. Go through the Freedom of Information Act. You know, maybe I should. Why are they concerned about you? What are you doing? Hmm. I know. If it's something really exciting, I want to know, too. I could live vicariously through myself. <laughs> you can experience all the wild stuff that you never experienced. That's right. 
All right, let's move into another subject here. Very briefly, we have a segment and a half left. All right. As someone covering the Apple Incorporated scene year after year very closely, what do you think about all these alleged pundits who come out with wacky, wacky stuff? And we'll get to some examples in a moment. Are they just looking for hits or are they that stupid? I think that uh, that it's both. Not not meaning everyone is looking for hits and they're stupid, but I think both are options. And in some cases, yeah, they're the same thing. Okay, so someone came out with a theory saying that because of the competition from Google and Facebook, Facebook, mm-hmm. Apple and Microsoft would merge someday. That one gets a big stupid stamp. The I, I remember this. I I wrote um, uh, an analysis piece about it because when I when I read it, I was so taken aback by by how wrong it was that I just assumed that someone had sent me an Onion article, and I checked the URL and it's not. And then I'm thinking, oh, it's a it's a it's a joke site. So I start doing a little more research. No, it's a it's an actual investment analysis company, and the guy was totally serious. And what it told me is that he does not understand the industry, or at least the part that Apple's involved in. He doesn't understand how Apple works. There's no point in Apple and Microsoft becoming a company. I could see them collaborating to better compete in certain areas, but they're not going to merge. They are so very different. They they have different philosophies. They have different end goals for what they're doing. They have products that that compete directly. And there is no value that I can see in Apple and Microsoft merging into a single company. There is something called synergies. We know Microsoft has bought companies, but not with a lot of success. Right. Apple seems to do pretty well. They buy a company that has some interesting technology, and suddenly you have the Apple A7 processor with 64-bit that caught the rest of the industry by surprise. Totally by surprise. Yeah. That in and of itself is fascinating. How is it that Apple, the iPhone maker, not not the chip company, that's, that's what Qualcomm and Samsung and these other companies do. Apple designed a chip that's way ahead of what everyone else is doing, got it manufactured into their phones and on the market, and it was a surprise to their competitors. I find that just fascinating that they were able to pull that off. Well, that's the advantage of Apple buying some pretty smart technology, which is the thing that Apple buys technology that advances the company. Oh, hello, Siri. Where did that come from, right? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they they bought Siri, and now we have Siri on our phones. Okay, this brings up an interesting difference in, in Apple's philosophy and Microsoft's philosophy towards buying companies. And don't forget Touch ID. And don't forget Touch ID. That's right. Authentic. Yes. So Apple and Microsoft, when they buy companies, they don't buy them as as something where they're merging to become a new company. They buy companies because, well, in Apple's case, they see a value for whatever products they're going to make. In Microsoft's case, sometimes it's because they're they're buying themselves into a market. Sometimes it's because they're trying to kill part of a market. So very different philosophies in in buying up companies. But the one thing they share in common is that they do not buy 
to merge into a new company. That's, that's not their style. Well, that's very important. And that's part of what we see here is that Apple has often been considered a takeover target, especially in the early days when they were in financial trouble. Oh, they're going to merge with this company, or they will buy this company, or maybe they should make electric cars and buy Tesla. But when Apple buys a company, it is to get technology that will eventually end up in some Apple products. Right. Or at a minimum, because they want the talent from the company. But still, yeah, they, they buy it because there's, there's a value in products that they have coming down the road. Ah, so that's the difference. So therefore, anyone who suggests that Apple and Microsoft will merge, they're talking through their hats. Apple isn't going to do that. But what happens, say, five, ten years down the pike when both Apple and Microsoft are suffering, and it doesn't have to be at the expense of Google or at the expense of Facebook? What do they do? Okay, so we, we, we have to make a, a big jump here and assume they will both be suffering. And then we have to decide why are they suffering. And then we can figure out what it is that they will do. So just keeping it general, what Microsoft will do is they will buy companies and try and buy themselves into markets. And what Apple will do is continue to, to work on finding the markets where it can make some sort of big disruption and, uh, and, and become the, the leader in that area. Sure, I can see other companies merging along the way. I can see both buying up companies along the way. But now we're back to, no, they're not going to become a single company. Of course, you have to think, too, we don't know what company is going to be ascended five or ten years from now. It might be the startup in the garage today. And they come up with something that nobody thought of, and they get on the market, and they take over. And five, ten years from now, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. That happens. Oh, that, and that can easily happen. Things move so fast in, in the tech world. And we're right now on the cusp of, of what has the potential to be a big change in the tech industry, in the consumer tech industry, with wearable technology. And who knows what we'll have five years from now, 10 years from now. And we may be looking at completely different big-name players in the market by that point. Totally so- possible. So does Pebble become a major player? So now it's just a fashionable accessory, the Pebble, which is a smartwatch. It could. They need to give us some new innovation because right now it is just a, a cool accessory smartwatch. And if, if that's all the wearable tech market is, then the wearable tech market isn't going to be very fun. And I think people want fun. And I think that companies realize that they need to give us something that excites us if we're going to buy in to wearing computers more than we already do. I don't think Google Glass is the answer, but I think there there are some I think there's some really cool ideas that people are working on right now that we haven't seen yet. And I, I think there's a lot of excitement coming in the wearable tech world. Okay, so we have to see of course what Apple is going to do. The fact that Apple allegedly has 100 people or more working on an iWatch. I say allegedly because Apple has not confirmed any such thing. They've trademarked the name in some countries. Let's explore whether there will be an iWatch. What form might it take? 
Jeff Gamma joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy. So you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products, most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. Order 
at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer joins us. So the big question here is everybody's talking about Apple and an iWatch. And certainly Tim Cook has said, yes, Apple is interested in possible wearable devices. Is there an iWatch in our future, Jeff? If you had asked me this question five months ago, I would have told you no. But now, yes, I think Apple is working on a watch. But it's not going to be a pebble. It's going to be something that when we see it, will be amazed that no one else has decided to go down this specific route. Right right now we have the Pebble, and we have other companies that are making products. We have Samsung's uh, Galaxy Gear, which is a horrible flop, showing that companies aren't getting how wearable technology can work. Apple's going to do something where it's a standalone product. But when you use it in conjunction with other Apple Gear, it suddenly becomes a lot cooler. And I... I will give you the Apple TV as a perfect example of that. Anyone can go buy an Apple TV and use it. You don't need to own any Apple products. But if you have an iPad or an iPhone, you have this little wireless device that suddenly lets you have a giant screen for whatever it is that's on the device in your hand. It becomes a lot cooler. And I think we'll see something similar as far as coolness goes with with Apple's wearable technology. It will be stuff that works on its own but works even better when you pair it up with other Apple gear. Okay, works on its own. The Pebble does not work on its own. It needs to be paired with something. The right, Samsung it's an Galaxy Gear smartwatch at, what, three dollars mm-hmm. only works with a handful of Samsung devices. At least the Pebble works with iOS and with Android. But it'll do some core set of functions. By itself, you won't need to stick the iPhone in your pocket. What should it do? Should it be a basic phone? A fitness indicator? What? Well, I don't know. I can see it being something that that enhances our our daily life in some way. So maybe maybe it's it's doing something that helps with with our health and fitness. And maybe it's doing something that helps so that we're less stressed about our schedules. And maybe it does offer some sort of communication. I don't know. I have a feeling that where Apple is going with this is in a path that shoots off from where everyone else is right now. Because if you look at what's available today, we have devices that give us a mini screen for our smartphone or tablet. And they're basically just like mini portals into other tech that we already have. They are mini extenders. Yeah. And what, what can they be if they're, if they're more than a mini extender? 
And I keep coming back to something that enhances our daily life because it's something that Apple will expect that we'll have with us all the time. Okay. So that's being the big issue here. Apple has to differentiate itself from other smartwatches. Consider that smartwatches have not taken off. And this takes us back to the iPod. Back when the iPod came out in, what, 2001? Digital Mm -hmm. media players, music players, they were almost useless. The software was horrible. They were slow. They were out there. They didn't do very well. Apple solved the problem. The same thing with the iPad. They had tablets before, but they worked in vertical markets. Specific industries had them, like a doctor's office, for example. Didn't go anywhere, despite Microsoft saying, tablet, 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 forget about it. Apple solved the problem. Apple made smartphones warm and fuzzy for consumers. Not just the prosumers or the business toy like the BlackBerry. It was warm and fuzzy for everyone. Right. So that's it. They have to take the concept of a smartwatch, a wearable gadget, solve the problems, and make it something that people didn't quite think they needed because a lot of people don't wear watches. But they see this and they say, I got to have that. Right. Okay, so the real litmus test will be when it comes out, if I buy it and wear it, because I don't wear a watch. I have a couple, and I will occasionally put one on, say, for an afternoon or an evening, but but I don't wear watches. If Apple comes out with something that goes on your wrist, and I buy it and wear it all the time, you know they nailed it. So you're the skeptic here. You don't wear a watch. I do, so I possibly would try one. My son does not wear a watch. So if Grayson Steinberg says, I got to have an iWatch, Dad, for my birthday, I think, you know, an Apple has nailed it here. Yeah, we, we can make it sound uh, official. There, if, if it passes the, the Grayson Jeff bar, then it's a winner. Especially the Grayson bar. That's a pretty high one. Well, there you go. I mean, he really doesn't even think about watches. I guess he uses his iPhone. He has an iPhone 4S, I think. And if he has to know the time, that's how he does it. I think he did have watches in the past, I recall, but he hasn't lived with us for several years. He lives in Spain now. And we'll be seeing him this weekend as we speak here. So anyway, you feel, though, that 2014 is going to bring us an iWatch or what? I think we'll get that. Yep, I think 2014 gives us the iWatch. And... I have a feeling that with my track record, Apple will give us something that I go out and buy. And and I say that because when the iPad came out, I knew I needed to have it. And I was adamant that Apple wouldn't go with a smaller size ever. And then they announced the iPad mini and I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's just Apple filling in a a empty market space. And then I get my hands on one and bought it. And I love it. So I can see Apple doing the same thing with wearable tech. They'll, They'll put it on the market. I'll see it, I'll love it, and I'll buy it. And it's going to be what, $200? How much more can it cost, $250? I think it will be under $200. So they'll say $199. Our price, cheap. Now that's Mad Magazine. I'm thinking $149. That will destroy Pebble. Yes, actually it would, yes. I, I think Apple is going to be very aggressive on pricing. Apple can be pretty aggressive, by the way. I don't think we realize this. Until, of course, Apple went in there and they said, okay, we're going to make Mavericks free, the next version of OS X. It's going to be free, folks, all right? Or our productivity apps, iWork, if you bought a copy, 
Already you have the most recent version. It's free forever. Every upgrade. You buy a new Mac, it's free. You buy a new iPhone, it's free. I think that freaked a lot of people out. It caught me off guard. The, the Mavericks for free thing, I expected it to be $19.99. By the way, and we have to go in a second here, I did suggest on the air and in my columns that Apple just might, just might, I didn't say 100%, just might consider making Mavericks free. Because once you get down to 1999, it's chump change. Why not go the extra step and freak out Microsoft? Before we freak out, we have to let you go in a moment, Jeff Gamut. You have to leave the building with Elvis. Tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Well, first, thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun. You rock. If you want to find more, go to MacObserver.com. That's where I am. That's where Brian Chaffin and, and John Martellaro are, and, the, and they rock. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm Jay Gamut there, and I write about coffee shops, freshbrewtales.com. Go see the crazy stuff that happens there. Crazy Jeff Gamut. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me on. Wishing you the brightest of Christmas seasons and best wishes for the new year from the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE, 855-340-7283. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, buying them another sweater, game, or other holiday gift they didn't need was nice. But this season, why not take the easy road, the safer road, and the smarter road? Get those you love something they do need. Give the gift of preparedness with freeze-dry guy gift cards. 
Since 1970, the veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy has been your trusted source for emergency preparedness with easy-to-make, delicious freeze-dried foods and dehydrated foods. These long-lasting foods are lifesavers, which come with added comfort, confidence, and convenience, perfect for any power outage, natural disaster, political crisis, or emergency at home, such as job loss or illness. Call Freeze-Dry Guy now at 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD or log on to freezedryguy.com. You can't predict what's going to happen to your loved ones, but when it does, you can have them ready with gift cards from freezedryguy.com. A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terragonics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 one is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM-1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terragonics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terragonics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Abram Pilch at Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com here to talk about a lot of things. Of course, as we are near the end of the year, there are top 10 lists. There are top 10 lists of the worst items, the best items. And someone, another journalist, used the word listicle for an article that's all lists. Ever hear that term? All the time. Okay. So we'll talk about listicles tonight, okay? But I want to ask you one thing here, just a general comment. Now, you're familiar, of course, with the fact that Apple this week put on sale the Mac Pro, brand new Mac Pro. Probably not quite the kind of product that you guys are going to test at Laptop Magazine. I don't know. Now, just think about this, though. This device starts at $3,000. You can fully outfit it for about $9,600. That's, of course, you know, high-end Xeon processors, solid-state drives, AMD, FirePro processor, graphics, and everything. So you realize it's expensive. Apple does not supply a keyboard or a mouse. It's optional. Well, you got to figure that if you have the 3000 to spend, you can spend the additional, I don't know, $100 on a keyboard and mouse. Okay, well, I can dig that. Yeah, and plus, you may be replacing a system that already had a keyboard and mouse. But, you know, I guess I figure, listen, if you're spending the $3,000, I mean, in one sense, they're being awfully cheap. But in another sense, they're just doing, they're, you know, they're leaving the choice up to you. And after all, if you're bleeding money and can spend $3,000 like that, maybe you're going to get yourself a special ergonomic keyboard or a special mouse or a, uh, you know, or some kind of a drawing pad or something if you're using it as a graphics workstation. The other interesting thing here, of course, is that it supports 4K video, which is great for professional video editors. But Apple does not as yet produce a 4K display, so they're selling a sharp display. 
Yeah, yeah, it's de- definitely something that, yeah, Apple does not yet have a 4K display, so they're relying on a third party, you know, to provide it. But, uh, you know, that's probably the next step for Apple is to go and is to go into 4K for external monitors. Uh, but again, I guess they're kind of focusing on, you know, what are, what are we what do we really need to make? Do we need to be in the monitor business? Do we need to be in the 4K monitor business right now? Apple will enter no no business segment before its time. Yes, we know that. We know that. Okay. Speaking of Ultra HD, do you guys have any opinion about that? Give me all the pixels possible. I mean, there's not a lot of content yet for for 4K or Ultra or otherwise known as Ultra HD. But uh, you know, we're hearing that Netflix is going to start streaming 4K. It's obviously the next frontier, and we're seeing more and more laptops that approach 4K. There's no 4K laptop yet, but we're getting awfully close. I mean, you have things like the uh, Lenovo uh, Yoga Pro 2 which is 3,800 by 1,600, I think. Uh, so that's pretty good. And then, of course, you've got the Retina displays on the on the MacBook Pro, which are like 2,560 by 1,400 or 1,600, uh, clo- you know, one of those. So you've got, uh, you've got some things that are higher than HD. We'll probably see phones that are higher than HD this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, 1080p is kind of going into the rearview mirror. And and 4K is the next standard to strive for. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know how many people are going to be able to make out the difference on a really small display. It's not like I can stare. It's not like when I stare at my 1080p uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 3 phone here that it it looks like some kind of uh, you know pointillist artwork where I can see every pixel. It's pretty sharp as it is, but everything's got to go up. And 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 why not? Uh, it certainly makes performance. It certainly makes performance testing a little bit more interesting when you're able to 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 play a 4K video, and that maybe taxes some systems or some devices. Whereas 1080p, you know, even the crappiest uh, phone or the slowest laptop can play 1080p uh, content without a hitch. Also, the TV makers have to find a way for you to buy a new set. 3D didn't make it. TV sets are getting cheaper and cheaper. There has to be a reason. Okay, 4K, all right, maybe you need an 80-inch set to see the difference from 8 or 10 feet away. I think OLED will also be a reason to buy a new TV. It'll get there if it becomes affordable. I don't like the curved sets. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard about this. Or LG, is it? And it's Samsung both have these OLED sets, 55 inches, but they're slightly curved at the edges. I don't know about that, but I don't know if I want to spend $10,000 for a TV set. But I think with OLED, maybe three, four years down the pike, there'll be $999. I'll buy one. Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's only it's only really wealthy people who can afford to be on the cutting edge with these devices. And, you know, they'll they'll be kind of sorry. Well, I guess if you have all this kind of money, you're never sorry. But you know, three or four years from now, your your nine hundred ninety nine dollar TV will probably be as good as their, you know, five ten thousand dollar TV today. Well, I know that Sam's Club has the four K Samsung set fifty five inches for twenty nine ninety nine. Now that's not dissimilar to what a ten eighty p TV set cost maybe six seven eight years ago. So it's getting there. 
The other day I saw online, um, this is not a TV, but I guess it could be. I saw Dell selling an, a 24 inch uh, 4K monitor uh, for 1100. And, you know, this is made as a monitor to be used with your computer, but it takes all the standard inputs, so it could very well be a TV. Uh, and so, you know, I think, I think we're getting closer. If I could afford the set, I'd consider it. And people will perceive it being better because it's 4K, and we figure eventually there will be content. There's an improved version of the H.264 protocol for a video compression, H.265, I believe. So that will allow you to get more pixels for the same bit rate when you're streaming. So it'll happen. Let's look at some of your listicles, my friend. Okay, the 10 worst tech gadgets. Not the best. Let's start with the worst. So uh, these are the not just the worst gadgets, but the, just the worst overall fails of the year. Uh, the And, and uh, these were actually... Uh, compiled with all of our input, but but by uh, my boss, editor in chief, Mark Spoonhour, uh, the the one of the biggest fails of the year, and this is no surprise because you and I have talked about it a million times, is is BlackBerry. Well, as a whole company, not just one device. Yes, as a whole company, BlackBerry Ten as an operating system uh, failed. The Z Ten, which was the flagship phone for it, failed. Uh, the other phones with it, the Q Ten and the Z Thirty, failed. And uh, Thorsten Hines, the CEO, fouled and was thrown out the door. But uh, but right now, I mean, we've been talking about the death of BlackBerry for years. For some reason, like kind of a stale fruitcake, it seems to hang around. Well, it's still hanging around, but the people running the company now are kind of out of the delusion that they're actually going to make it. And I think they're looking at what can we salvage from this? What can we sell? Uh, the BlackBerry now has less than 1% smartphone market share. Less than 1%. This used to be the leader. Now they're behind Windows Phone. So they they don't really have much further that they can fall. I think that, you know, they still have a customer base of people who are clinging on, but nobody really wants to buy them. I think once they get out of the hardware business, Maybe their enterprise server will be worth something to someone, although I don't know why anyone wants it. Uh, but BlackBerry is continues to be an epic fail. And this year, they really they were kind of they were like the person you know who's you think is going to go bankrupt, and they keep finding a way to to fall out of bankruptcy. Now they're really this this is their last stand. This is their their it's over for them. So it's BlackBerry and Custer. Yes. Go both making the last stand. I'm going to ask you when we come back after the break to tell me who you think is benefiting most by the failure of BlackBerry. Is it Windows Phone? We'll have the answer on the other side. With Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine here on the Tech Night Out Live. family to yours. Have a very Merry Christmas. We are the Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 
300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100-foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. An e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hard and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LeSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a Vapriot at LeSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're You're fired. fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. 
We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine on the Tech Night Out Live. And we're looking at the 10 epic failures. Let's call it that. The top 10 fails or the bottom 10 fails for 2013. BlackBerry being, I guess, numero uno, or at least one of the big fails because of what's happened to the company. So is Windows Phone the one that gains most from them? No. I think Android is. I mean, Android and to some extent iOS, Windows Phone is just too much of a dumbed down, stripped down operating system for corporations to to really take seriously. I think at this point, even though it does have some security stuff and it does have Office built into it, it's just not something that I think is getting the kind of push that enterprise wants and people who were buying blackberry these were not the same people who would buy windows phone windows phone is great for the most basic users people who need some hand holding who don't want a lot of functionality who don't feel like they need to get into the settings menu and do cool things i think who's benefiting from the loss of blackberry some people who had blackberry are switching over to iphone and some are probably switching over to android and enterprises They're simply just not giving out devices to employees anymore. BYOD, bring your own device, is one reason why BlackBerry failed, uh, because when people are able to bring their own devices to work, they're not choosing BlackBerry. Now the enterprise has to support the iPhone and support at least some or if not all Android phones. And you see some effort on the part of uh, device management software companies to try and make this happen. Samsung's done a great job with uh, implementing something called Samsung Safe with Knox that allows enterprise device management of uh, Samsung phones. So uh, I think Android and iOS are the winners, not Windows Phone. Number nine or the next one. I can't pronounce this name. Ouya? That's right. Ouya. I got it. You got it. I hope Ouya. I don't lose it. What <laughs> is it? It is an Android gaming console. It was not the only Android gaming console this year. Uh, It was one of the bigger fails amongst those, but it wasn't the only one. Uh, NVIDIA Shield came out this year, and though it's doing better and it's certainly a a pretty good product, uh, there's a real question about whether people need a dedicated gaming console for Android. The most people have pretty powerful smartphones now, so it's not like you need particularly spectacular uh, hardware, more hardware than you have on your phone, more graphics capability to play the top Android games. And you can get a controller uh, that goes with your phone and you can output it to a TV and all of that. So it's harder to make the case that you need a dedicated console uh, and Ouya, which was, a, you know, kind of a darling on the Kickstarter um, scene, just really failed to make an impression. And of course, it, it also just didn't execute on what it did uh, as the game controller itself was 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 pretty crappy. Uh, and, and the other problem, of course, is there are some good games for Android, but I don't think that anybody looks at Android and says, wow, this is so much better than my Xbox or PS4. I want to ask you this point about iOS and game controllers. It's another topic. We're getting into the tech fails here. Okay, HP Chromebook 11, a really hot product, but not for the reason you think. Tell us more. So the HP Chromebook 11, as it is when it came out, I, I reviewed this product. And, you know, if you like Chromebooks, which are Chrome OS is very limiting, this seems like a decent deal. It's, what, $279. You get a pretty nice keyboard. 
you don't get particularly good battery life, like four hours or less. But something happened to it uh, that that has caused Google and HP to recall, at least recall the chargers from it, because the charging units were uh, getting hotter than 140 degrees, and I believe at least nine of them melted. Uh, uh, potentially, some of them causing some property damage. Fortunately, uh, we don't know of anyone being hurt uh, or any serious fires, but that's dangerous. And so they had to recall it, uh, which you have to say is kind of embarrassing. I mean, couldn't they test their product correctly? Well, you think HP. HP is this responsible company. I don't know. Okay, next item, Samsung Galaxy Zoom. What happened? So Samsung has... Uh, for better or worse, Samsung seems to have a phone for every possible consumer. And this is the phone for the consumer that wants a really bulky phone with a zoom lens on the back of it. So this is for the consumer who does not exist. Exactly. You know, the concept of having a better camera on your smartphone, I get it. I think everybody gets it. Smartphone camera is really important. The default Samsung camera on the Galaxy S4 and Galaxy Note 3 is pretty good, but if you could get a real lens on there and, you know, a zoom lens, that would be pretty cool. You want that in your phone. But in order to make that trade-off, they had to put this giant telescoping lens on the back, which means that when you take that phone and you try to put it flat on a table, it won't actually lay flat. So that's that's one problem. The other problem is that when Samsung giveth, Samsung taketh away. So even though they put this fancy camera on the back, they took all the specs away from the front. So it has a lesser processor. It doesn't have an HD screen. They took the, you know, the good features that people liked about the Galaxy S4 and they scaled them down when they put the camera on it. So if you really wanted the camera, you were kind of given a, a difficult choice because, well, if I won't have the camera, I don't have as good of a phone. But even as a camera, it's, it's not a good experience. Because, I mean, do you really want a phone that's so chunky and has just a, a little distended lens on the back that you can't even put it flat down on a table? I mean, nobody wants that. This is something that should not have left the prototype stage. Samsung's problem is that products that should remain prototypes somehow get manufactured. Yahoo Mail. Now, understand Yahoo Mail actually had an outage just a few days ago. And some people had to wait days to get their mail back. But that's not the reason that you call it a fail. Well, people don't like the redesign of Yahoo Mail. Uh, They're really angry about it. There's a big movement of people uh, who are switching to other services. And it's kind of funny because Yahoo Mail used to actually be kind of the gold standard for webmail before Gmail came around and before Gmail became good. And uh, they they had a lot of people. Uh, and I guess they figured they had to modernize, but their idea of modernizing was was not improving the product. People don't like the interface. They're leaving in droves, and this is not what Yahoo needs right now because they're trying to kind of change the they're trying to change the story about what people think of Yahoo. And I think Marissa Mayer has actually done a great job of that. That's a tech success. Is that just by her presence and just by her presence at Yahoo and her kind of aggressive business approach, now all of a sudden Yahoo is not a laughing stock anymore. 
it, it remains to be seen whether Yahoo's going to be going to really succeed as a business, but they have some swagger now. People actually believe that Yahoo can get somewhere because of the great confidence in their CEO and you know that she's brought a vision to the company to actually build things and acquire things and change things. This just was done in a half-baked manner, and uh, that's embarrassing. It's not the story they want to tell. The next item is called the Vinci or Vinci, not sure which, MV7 family tablet. The first failure is the name. <laughs> oh, we see quite some great names. I have a list on our, a listicle on LaptopMag.com. I encourage everyone to read of the uh, worst named tech products of uh, 2013. This wasn't even bad enough to make the list. So there's the Vinci is just kind of the tip of the iceberg the worst case in a in a huge category of kids tablets kids tablets while a good idea are har almost all horrible in execution uh the davinci is a great example of this it has just visible lines on the screen it has no parental controls even though that's the point of a kids tablet and it lasted only three and a half hours on a charge which is terrible for a tablet because our average tablet uh, that we test lasts seven and a half hours on a charge. What does this turkey cost? So uh, this Vinci here, I believe it costs $150. Now that's, that's just not, that's just not a good deal. You can buy a Kindle fire uh, HDX, uh, the, the latest Kindle fire, the seven inch one for 199. You can buy the old Kindle Fire, I believe, for maybe like one HD for like one thirty now or something. Uh, so there's a lot of low cost tablets out there that have parental controls on them. And uh, of course, if you really want something that's made for kids, the Fuhu Nabi Two is a pretty good choice. But there's just a lot of tablets out there like the Vinci MV7 that that are just they think that they can. They can say it's a kid's tablet, throw a couple of freeware kids games from the Google Play Store on there. And it's and junk, and we have to do our break. Abram Pilch joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Wishing you the brightest of Christmas seasons and best wishes for the new year from the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux, and most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health, and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. We have Avery Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us. Ten tech fails. Some tongue twister. So from the kid's tablet, we go to, this one surprises me, Verizon 4G LTE. That's supposed to be the gold standard, right? Well, one could argue back and forth about this. But what we have found is that the, the quality of the Verizon signal, at least as we've tested in New York, and there seems to be a lot of buzz about this going around, is it's not as good as it used to be. Uh, in fact, Verizon's own CFO last month admitted the carrier was having trouble in some big cities. Now, they are upgrading the network with this new AWS AWS network, which is supposed to better sort of balance the spectrum for higher capacity. Some phones support AWS, some phones don't. But I will tell you something right now. As I was on my way home in a cab today and I was trying to send an email, I could not. And I'm on Verizon, by the way. I could not, in the middle of Midtown Manhattan, get a signal at all. I could not get 3G. I could not get 2G. I could not get 1G uh, when riding down uh, a very, very uh, populous area of 23rd Street, a very, you know, prime area. It's not the Podunk. You know, we're talking about 23rd Street and 5th, 6th Avenue. I used to work with seven blocks from there. We a laptop's office is is in that area, and I could not I could not get a signal. Period. I could not get enough bars to send an email. So there's definitely some issues with with Verizon service. Uh, a lot of people have found we found that AT and T service uh, is better in in some areas. So I think they have some you know they have a lot of areas that are covered in 4G, which is great. But they need to do. They need to work on making sure that the areas that are covered actually now can keep up with the bandwidth demand because it seems like they've fallen behind. How's T-Mobile doing in New York City? Fantastic, actually. T-Mobile is doing great over here. So we get some pretty good, pretty good speeds from them. Uh, in my uh, apartment, I've gotten fantastic T-Mobile speeds uh, among among the best. Good, you know. 10, 15 down, maybe five, six up, really, really good speeds. And one thing about T-Mobile's network, we found that the same phone on T-Mobile LTE lasts an hour longer than uh, 
than the Verizon version. So we got 11 hours and 15 minutes of battery life on the T-Mobile version of the Galaxy Note 3, but we only got 10 hours on the Verizon version of the same exact phone. Okay, speaking of phones, HTC first. Is this the first and last phone that sported Facebook Home as an interface? That was a disaster. That whole Facebook Home effort is a fail, not just the phone. Right. Uh, I mean, what a disaster. Uh, I guess uh, just a huge disaster, not only for HTC, but for, but for Facebook. Because there was talk for years about the Facebook phone. Everybody wants a Facebook phone. Actually, turned out nobody wants a Facebook phone. The first of all, the first, which I don't know, how did they, how did they come up with this name? Was it sort of like, oh, which which vendor is going to come out with a Facebook phone first? Oh, us, HEC, we're raising our hand first. I mean, it, it's very a very odd, very odd and poignant name. Uh, but it's also going to be the HEC last because it they're never going to make another Facebook phone after this. I think the bottom line is as a phone, this was kind of scaled down. So there was no particular reason to get the hardware, particularly when you could, if you really wanted uh, the Facebook home launcher, you could install it on any Android phone that you already own. But uh, Facebook home is kind of a fail. People who have Android, they like the flexibility of getting to their apps quickly and Facebook home kind of obscures your apps it puts a bunch of weird, you know, pictures on there. I do think that the chat feature, where it lets a, a you know, what they call it, chat heads, sort of a floating image of the person that you're chatting with, follow you around the operating system like a floating window, is kind of neat. But I believe you can now actually do that without uh, the Facebook Home launcher. You can do it with uh, just by having the Facebook Chat Messenger app. So there just isn't a lot of incentive for people, you know. Uh, for people to 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 have Facebook take over their phone, it also just seems kind of gluttonous. Like uh, everyone I know who uses Facebook, including me, it's kind of it's become kind of a guilty pleasure. It's not really for work, you know. You can use it for work, you can use it for productive things, keeping up with family, whatever. But do you really want to buy a phone and say like my the main purpose of this is Facebook? People, yeah, people spend a lot of time on Facebook, but I think they I don't think they want to like to like carry that as a badge of honor like wow my whole phone is just for facebook it's uh, called the facebook hubris that's the interface by the way i downloaded that i think on a galaxy s4 sometime back that's possibly when they first came out maybe the galaxy s3 i installed the app facebook home five minutes later i uninstalled the app because it was a piece of garbage let's go to the next thing okay next fail Windows RT 8.1. Is Windows RT dead? Is Microsoft going to kill it with extreme prejudice? They should, and they probably will. The latest rumors say that we're going to see uh, Windows 8.2 come out uh, in 2014, and that it's going to somehow consolidate uh, RT with regular window with regular Windows. I'm not really sure whether that's whether that's true. Because they can stop calling it RT, but if they have a version of Windows that runs on ARM processors and doesn't run your desktop apps, that's a separate version of Windows, whether they call it Windows RT or they just say that this is the ARM version of Windows, it's the same difference. Now, what they might be wise to do and want to do 
is stop supporting ARM processors in general. Uh, at this point, there's just not a very compelling reason to get one of the two devices that actually run Windows RT. The, the two current devices are the Microsoft Surface 2 and the Nokia Lumia 2520, which, as everyone knows, uh, Nokia is now being bought by Microsoft, so that's why they came out with it. Um, the Windows RT is a, not an operating system for the user. It is a political operating system, and it is it has something for everybody and nothing for it has a bone thrown to everyone but not but nothing for the user so it's like microsoft sat down a couple of years ago and they said well you know we don't want to total we don't want to put all of our eggs in the intel basket for processors we want to be able to to do business with nvidia and qualcomm and and those folks who make ARM processors who are obviously ARM processors are really big in the phone and tablet world, we don't want to be left out. So we're gonna make we have to recompile Windows to run on ARM architecture. It can't it can't just be the same code. But we at the same time, we don't wanna offend our our good uh, buddy Intel that we've been partners with for so many years. So we're gonna hobble this Windows. So it can't run desktop apps, the most popular type of apps. But that's okay because really we don't like the desktop anymore. We want people to use new touch apps. So that should be no problem, right? So what happens? Consumers aren't stupid. They see it's a hobbled operating system. They, they also see that it looks like regular Windows. It, the UI looks the same. It even has a desktop. And, but it doesn't run my apps. So they start returning these things. They're not happy. At the same time, Intel bridges whatever sort of affordability and power consumption gap there was. You know, originally the thought was that ARM processors use less power and they were selling for cheaper so you could make a cheaper device. But look out there today, Intel's new Baytrail Atom processor is cheaper than some of these is systems with that are cheaper than the Surface 2. And they last longer on a charge. The Asus Transformer Book T100 costs $349 today. That is a 10-inch, uh, that is a 10.1-inch tablet that comes with a keyboard, comes with a free copy of Office, runs the full Windows with all of your apps, and lasts 12 and a half hours on a charge, and it can play 4K video. I'll tell you what, we get into more of what we can play in a moment. We have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics. But the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. utopiasilver.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. 
Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If he sounds like he's breathing or sniffling, he came in from the cold. It's really cold in New York City today. All right. More fails. MSI Slidebook S20. Never heard of it. Well, so you see, it, it wasn't famous enough to be a success. The MSI Slidebook S20, we picked it for this list because, like the Da Vinci tablet, it is the best example of a failed category. And the failed category in this case is slider notebooks. There are a lot of hybrids that came out in 2013, and the market is sort of searching for the right form factor for a tablet notebook combo. One of the things that Sony and MSI and a couple others have tried is the slider. So like an old-fashioned phone, like the original Droid, the keyboard sort of slides in under the screen and uh, then it becomes a tablet or slides out and then it's a notebook. The problem with these is the keyboard experience is terrible. These keyboards are awful. They don't have a palm rest. Some of them, like the S20, don't even have a touchpad. And the typing experience is awful. Meanwhile, they're three and a half pound tablets, which nobody really wants to carry when you consider that the leading tablet, the iPad Air, is one pound. So I think the jury is still out on whether or not people actually want a hybrid at all. But the slider is the worst kind of hybrid. It fails at both. It fails at being a notebook and it fails at being a tablet. All right. So. That's as much of the worst products that we can handle. Uh, it's just enough. I mean, let's look at something that's a 10 best, all right? And this is the 10 longest lasting products, gadgets of 2013. Longest lasting in the sense of battery life. So let's start with the Lenovo ThinkPad X240. I'm getting dizzy from this. And then in params, it's got 20 colon 28 is that how long it lasts or what 20 hours and 28 minutes wow this is a notebook yes so battery life continues to be a problem throughout the industry so it's really important to recognize a few companies that are actually doing it right and the few products that are actually doing it right and giving you real strong battery life lenovo's thinkpads have always given really good battery life last year's x230 also hit a similar mark uh, but with a battery slice attached to the bottom. The Lenovo ThinkPad X240 is a record setter for us for a notebook that does not have an external slice tap tag to the bottom. It lasted 20 hours and 28 minutes on our battery test, which is an extremely long time, longest we've, longest we've seen. Uh, and it did all that with a six-cell battery and an internal battery which allows for hot swapping, which is kind of cool. So if the 20 hours and 28 minutes isn't enough for you, and I don't know why it wouldn't be, uh, you can actually pull the battery, place in a replacement battery if you have a spare, and the system won't turn off because it has an internal battery that gets run down after the replaceable one. Next item, Apple's iPad Air. Apple advertises 10 hours for the battery life. You got 11 hours, 51 minutes. Yeah, uh, so on that's our just test, a rare thing that they actually advertise something, and it's better. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it, any battery test is a snapshot in time. So, for the benefit of our audience, laptops battery test is that we set the device to forty percent brightness, and we have it run a continuous web surfing uh, test over Wi-Fi 
and then it records the time and and, it, and when it dies. So if they're running the test at full brightness or they're doing something more intensive, it'll it'll last less. As a user, your you know your mileage will vary. Uh, if you're using the, the system less intensely than we are, if you're not connected to Wi-Fi the whole time, if your brightness is lower, you could get a longer battery life. If you're using it more intensely, it'll be a little bit shorter. Uh, but our test kind of shows how the devices did under this work uh, under this workload, uh, which we feel is a pretty decent scenario. And you can see how devices compare to each other. The average notebook lasts six hours on a charge on our test. So 20 hours and 28 minutes is pretty darn good. The average tablet lasts about seven and a half hours on our test. So 11 hours and 51 minutes is awesome. A smartphone, the LG G2, 13 hours and 44 minutes. And this has got a pretty big screen, too. Yes, it's strange. You would think that a bigger screen would mean worse battery life. In fact, in reality, it means better because it can pack a bigger battery in there. So the two longest lasting smartphones of the year were both quite large. The LG G2 is 5.2 inches and it lasted 13 hours and 44 minutes. Again, I say that's 13 hours and 44 minutes of uninterrupted use. Uh, most of us don't use our smartphone for 13 hours in a row. We you know, put it in our pocket, take it out of our pocket, watch a video on it, stop, play a game, stop. So 13 hours and 44 minutes, in reality, that's going to be more than all day long for most people. Speak yeah. for yourself, or you'd have to do a filibuster. So if you did a filibuster on your phone, you'd burn it down. Indeed. Indeed, you would. But the average phone on our test lasts six hours. And, you know, I, I've had phones that lasted six hours. And by all rights, with a weak, with a weak Verizon signal in, in our office, sometimes my phone would be dead, you know, by 3 p.m. or something. You know, this LG G2, it's going to last you all day. Similarly, uh, we have what, what we would consider to be not quite as long lasting, but the best smartphone of the year in the Samsung Galaxy Note 3, which on T-Mobile's network lasted 11 hours and 15 minutes, which is, which is really quite good. You know, I personally own, own a Galaxy Note 3 uh, largely because of the battery life. The Verizon version gets about 10 hours on a charge, which is still pretty good. I have to say that, you know, I've been using mine all day, for example, and by 7, 8 o'clock at night, I still might have 50, 60% left. This is definitely a great deal of battery life. The other thing that's really fantastic about the Galaxy Note 3 is the battery is removable. So you can actually buy an extended battery for it. I just ordered one. We'll have to see what the battery life is like. But for $25 on Amazon, I bought a third-party battery that's double the capacity. We'll see what the battery test is like with that. Do you pop a different case on the back for the bigger battery or what? Yes, it comes with a replacement backside that is a bit thicker. So there's a trade-off. I used to do that in the old days of feature phones. I get the bigger battery and the new back. Anyway, how long did the iPhone 5C last and the 5S? They actually weren't that impressive. We're talking about maybe six and a half, seven hours. That's interesting because that's less than other publications have resulted in the tests. So interesting. Okay, the Asus Transformer Book T100, 12 hours, 28 minutes. Pretty good. So I was talking about this earlier in our, when we were talking about why the Surface 2 is a fail. Well, this is a great example. This is the first tablet to come out with Intel's new Atom Bay Trail processors, uh, which are Intel's new low power, uh, but pretty good performance 
processors, this is so low power that they managed to, to get it to 12 hours and 28 minutes of battery life, which is pretty incredible. Here's something else, ladies and gentlemen, that is incredible. Avram Pilch joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. From our family to yours, have a very Merry Christmas. We are the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 888 3653. That's 1 888 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Hi, my name is Annette, and due to menopause symptoms for nearly two years, I suffered severe hot flashes, which prevented me from sleeping all night. It was so hard to work because I continued all day to have the hot flashes from hell. I was exhausted and depleted. After only three weeks on One World Way, I have no hot flashes, and I'm sleeping normally again. I feel energized and strong. 
This is an amazing product. It is a little known fact that every single cell of your body is supposed to produce 10% of its protein content as glutathione. But due to toxicity and aging, it does not. Could glutathione be a missing factor in optimal cell function for your entire body? If you restore the optimal glutathione levels in your cells, especially your glands and organs, then as a result, your glands and organs work better. Imagine the quality of life improvement you might have. To order One World Way, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. With Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com, we're exploring the items that have the longest battery life. Various categories, tablets, notebooks, smartphones. Apple's 13-inch MacBook Air, 11 hours, 40 minutes. That's ahead of what Apple claims. Slightly, slightly ahead. Again, your mileage will vary depending on how you adjust the brightness. Uh, Although we found it quite bright at at 40% brightness because it's a very bright screen. So just really impressive, particularly in light of how of the weight of this product and how thin it is weighing just three pounds and being just, you know, 0.68 inches at its thickest point. So uh, the MacBook Air's battery life has always been impressive and it continues to be so. In fact, more impressive, even better than last year. All right, let's move on to another item here. The Dell Latitude 10, 17 hours, 40 minutes. This is for a business laptop. It's actually a business tablet. Uh, So again, this uses an Atom processor. It actually uses an older Atom processor. Its battery life with the default battery is in, you know, modest seven hours and 16 minutes. Uh, But if you add the, you know, four cell battery, which adds a few ounces to it and gives it a little bit of junk in the trunk, uh, it goes up to 17 hours and 40 minutes. So if you really need that 17 hours, you'll put the you'll put the little bit thicker battery on it uh, because that's quite a long time. A thicker battery. Let's go to one here where it's got the worst tongue-twisting name of any gadget of the year, or one of them anyway. Verizon Jetpack 4G LTE Mobile Hotspot MiFi 55 10 l and it takes say, you 14 hours and 43 seconds to say that indeed well if you're looking for it folks just go to the verizon website and look for the 5510 l and that should be good enough so this is a mobile hotspot and the last thing you want with the mobile hotspot is for the hotspot to run out of juice before the devices you have connected to it run out of juice and at 14 hours and 43 minutes of battery life that uh, this thing is pretty darn good, uh, unless you're unless you're connecting it to the X240, your notebook will probably run out of juice before the hotspot does. Another Lenovo, Lenovo ThinkPad T440s, fourteen hours thirty six minutes. So once again, another Lenovo just always has great battery life on their X and T series. The T440S is the 14-inch notebook, where the X240 was the 12.5-incher. T440S has a slightly bigger screen, uh, more responsive keyboard in our testing, 
Um, comes with an H. This is with a full HD touch display. The other one was with a 1366 display. Uh, and this one lasted 14 hours and 36 minutes. Not quite 20 hours because it's got a little bit bigger screen. Uh, but uh, 14 hours and 36 minutes, you really can't complain. It has the same battery setup as the X240 where you can hot swap the batteries as well. Amazon Kindle Fire HDX 8.9, getting 13 hours, 42 minutes. So Kindle's, uh, so Kindle's $379 uh, family tablet uh, has great screen, uh, good value here. And uh, it lasts a really long time on a charge, even longer than the iPad Air at 13 hours and 42 minutes. Hey, where can you go there? Remember also, of course, the iPad Air has a 64-bit processor. Has to count for something. Seriously. Sony Vio Pro 13. Still using the Vio name after hundreds of years. Okay. This one here, 14 hours, 38 minutes. Real good. It is. Uh, but that is not as impressive as the two Lenovo's because to achieve that, you have to attach a battery sheet to the bottom. Uh, and that's another $149 and some added, some added heft to it. However, if you want that 14 hours and you like this notebook, it's certainly worth your 150 bucks. We'll go for that. Let's move to another product here. This is an accessory battery, the Mugen Power HLI. 9500XL battery for Galaxy S4. That ties with the other product for the worst name. It is. So Mugen Power is one of a few companies that makes third-party batteries for uh, for ver- various phones. Min- uh, a lot of them are Samsung phones because Samsungs have removable batteries. Uh, the Galaxy S4 had a pretty unimpressive battery life uh, with its with its default battery. But if you spend 80 bucks and you get this Mugen Power battery, uh, it'll double your effectively almost double your battery life, going from about five hours and 54 minutes to 11 hours and seven minutes. Uh, the lesson here for those listening at home is whether you have a Galaxy S4 or another Samsung phone or another phone that has a removable battery, uh, you really should check out some of the third-party options from reputable vendors. Mugen Power is a reputable vendor. I hear good things about Hyperion, whose stuff is sold through Amazon. Uh, You can get a thicker battery from a third party, and while it will thicken your phone a bit and make it less attractive, it will also give you significantly more battery life. NVIDIA Shield, 14 hours, 2 seconds. Or two 14 minutes. Hours. Yes, each 14 hours and 120 seconds. So, oh, so it's 14 hours and two minutes. NVIDIA Shield, what is it? So that is a portable gaming console. Uh, it is an Android portable gaming console. So right now it's $299. A lot of folks will you know, obviously do gaming on their phone. Uh, but the Shield does give you a number of neat features. It also allows you to... Uh, to kind of chat to connect with a PC and play PC games through it. Uh, it has a, a nice five inch touchscreen uh, and it has an incredible amount of battery life uh, lasting 14 hours and two minutes. Now, are we seeing here basically power efficiencies as opposed to having batteries that are capable of more juice? It's both. 
So if you look at something like the Asus Transformer book, it doesn't have that huge of a battery. It's benefiting from Intel's new lower power pro- uh, technology. Same thing with the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air is no thicker or heavier than last year, but due to its new Intel fourth generation core processor, which uses less power, it's able to gain in battery life. Uh, now, when you look at some of the phones, uh, like, for example, the Galaxy Note 3 and the, and the LG G2, there's enough room in them to pack in a 3200 milliamp hour battery, which is going to give you this type of battery life. And obviously, if you have something where you're putting in a thicker battery, like the Mugen Power or another third-party battery, you are putting in higher capacity. Uh, but whether the trade-off is a little bit more weight or more power efficiency or both, uh, these are products that can that lasts a long time and that's something really we should come to expect from products but unfortunately what we see is that the average notebook and the average phone last about six hours on a charge each which is really not very good tablets are a little better at about seven and a half hours but six hours that's a joke particularly when you consider that a lot of people like to pump the brightness up and do things that are more intensive than we do in our test that six hours could very easily be three and a half or four hours for someone let me ask you, Avram, are there things happening with battery technology to get much more life out of them? I mean, I think that there, I think you're seeing some bigger batteries being packed in there. I don't think we're seeing a lot of advancement in battery. I mean, you, you're, if you have a bigger phone, you have more room to put a big battery. But at the, but at the same time, you know, I think, I think there is, I think there, I think, there's just uh, more of a willingness to put big batteries in some of the larger devices. But the, these products, we name them because they are the outliers. They are outstanding. Most products don't use a larger bat- battery, and most products aren't this power efficient, and you, are, and you don't get this kind of battery life. These don't really represent a, a trend. The, what they represent is a few products and a few companies doing things the right way. Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine back for one more segment of the Tech Night Out Live. Wishing you the brightest of Christmas seasons and best wishes for the new year from the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited-time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. 
These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. In the U.S., one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $34.95, Fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and makes a great Christmas gift, or it's perfect if you're traveling over the holidays. Order your Fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us. We've been looking at the 10 fails in terms of bad products, the group of products with the best battery life. Would you want to mention something here about? iPad Air keyboards, because you have six of them reviewed here. And, you know, I'm thinking here, you've got a really small, slim tablet, but maybe you want to do productive work because Apple's giving you the free iWork suite. So we've got all these keyboards. You want to talk about a few of them? Sure. Well, there are a number of, you know, iPad keyboards out there. It's, you know, it's actually a lot cheaper than a Surface because people are paying, what, $120 for the Surface's keyboard. Uh, but when you look at it, uh, you know, a lot of them aren't that great, but there, you know, there are a few that are okay. We actually did not find 
that any of the any of the keyboards we reviewed give you that kind of notebook like experience that you might find either from using a hybrid or using something with a more more of a solid keyboard dock like the transformer uh book t100 uh so so for example i think the i think the best that we saw was the um was the m edge universal stealth pro keyboard folio which another one of those horrible names yes all right what's good about it is it's relatively inexpensive at 80 dollars. some of these things are going for 120 or more it allows you to tilt the tablet at multiple angles and it's it's kind of it's a keyboard case it's not just the keyboard uh so it actually protect when it's closed it protects the ipad uh fairly nicely Okay, so this looks like a pretty fancy keyboard here, really nice looking. And this rating here, 64 words per minute, 98% accuracy. You're trying to indicate how good a keyboard is for pure typing. Uh, We had the same person review all of these keyboards. And uh, this person wasn't, uh, you know, the fastest typist. Uh, This was uh, pretty much the fastest that he got on uh, the best score he got on any of the keyboards on some of the others, he was getting 60, 58, uh, significantly, significantly lower, but there's a problem inherent in any of these keyboards. They don't really work on your lap very well. They're not well balanced. So it feels like they're going to tip over and they don't have palm support. It's something that's a problem with almost all tablet keyboards is they're just not made they're just not made like your laptop keyboard they don't have any weight to them the keys don't have as much travel and they don't support your wrists and not supporting your wrists can be a big deal because if you're a touch typist you want to be able to rest your wrists in between uh, keystrokes and you know otherwise you start to get uh, shoulder pain from supporting your wrists so uh, while these keyboards are okay they're not going to match up to the experience on even a, a bad notebook keyboard because at least most most notebooks are going to provide you with some kind of palm support. And the key here is also that these keyboards are designed to be light. And probably it looks like, just looking at the picture of this particular keyboard, you see it standing up with the tablet standing up and the thing on the bottom kind of like a regular notebook, but you don't put it on your lap. You'd stick it on a desk, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can stick it on a desk. Again, you're getting some support there, but, uh, you know, when you have to sort of lean your hand on the desk, it's not it's not quite the same as having sort of the elevation of having a notebook. The key travel on these is never quite as good as having, you know, even a, a $300 notebook keyboard. Uh, you know, that is a $300 notebook with a keyboard. Uh, so, you know, it's for what it is, it's, you know, this M edge universal stealth keyboard is the best, is the best that we've tested. Uh, but I think there's certainly, it's certainly hard, hard to argue that any, um, tablet with keyboard, whether it's the iPad or, or something else is going to provide a better experience than a dedicated notebook uh even the surface and surface pro which are really made to work with a keyboard uh the keyboards that they have either the touch or the type keyboard are just not as responsive as even an inexpensive notebook 
Okay, now, the worst product of the six you tested was a Logitech, the Fabric Skin Keyboard Folio, and the typing speed and accuracy was pretty close. But what was wrong with it? Well, the key feel was really weird. It was kind of flat, uh, and it's really quite expensive at 150 bucks. Uh, it had kind of that same sort of flat chiclet, non-responsive keys as you see on the surface touch cover uh, where there's just no feedback at all that's a very disturbing trend that we're seeing on that we're seeing in the industry in general by the way uh just recently we reviewed the dell xps 11 which is a notebook tablet hybrid where dell's idea of making it light was to also have a flat uh, travel list keyboard like this one uh, where the keys don't move at all you know you're just touching on, you're just like typing on typing on a rock well that's not a good ergonomic experience uh, wherever you do it now is there any advice for a customer here obviously keyboard is a very personal thing the kind of keyboard that you want to use so would you recommend that someone go to a dealer and try these out if they can yes Keyboard is a very personal thing, particularly when it, it comes to something like a, an iPad case where you, you know, where you're getting something that's kind of inherently a compromise. You know, I think if you, you know, read a review and we say, Hey, the iPad air keyboard is not the iPad, the Apple MacBook air keyboard is, is good. You know, that, uh, a lot of us know, and you can certainly, you know, verify this by going to a store that uh, Apple keyboards on their notebooks are pretty darn good. And if we say a ThinkPad keyboard is good, well, you know, they have a really long reputation, strong reputation for making the best keyboards in the industry. So if typing, if you're buying something for the purpose of typing, you really need to feel good to feel good about that key feel. Uh, it, it's really important. It really can't be underestimated. Uh, the keyboard is the thing, particularly when you're doing productivity work, it's the input device you touch the most. It has an impact on whether you can achieve a high uh, word per minute rate on it or not is almost irrelevant because it's how comfortable do you feel achieving that? Do, you, do your wrists get sore? Do your finger, do you feel like you're having to use too much force to push the keys down? Do you make a lot of errors because you don't get enough tactile feedback to know whether your key press is registered? The keyboard is one of the most important, least considered uh, pieces of any uh, technology purchased, and it should actually be the top consideration for for a lot of people. Now, let me tell you the keyboard that we use. I have something called the Quiet Pro from Matthias, a Canadian company. They make a Mac and PC version of the keyboard, and it uses old-fashioned mechanical switches. But it doesn't have that clacking. It's, as you hear, relatively quiet. And it's real physical switches, extremely comfortable. As I said, the layout is designed for a Mac or for a PC. Maybe you should review this. I've heard of the Matthias, and it, it actually sounds pretty good. I will tell you this. Uh, we are big fans. I'm At least I'm a big fan of mechanical keyboards. At, in my home office, I have a Unicomp keyboard which is uh which does make noise which is how i like it uh unicomp purchased the uh the licensing to use the same spring technology that was in the original ibm keyboards we have to go now avram pilch please tell our listeners where they can find more of what you do 
so you can check out all of our news at laptopmag.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Geek in Chief, uh, or read my weekly columns at laptopmag.com slash geeksgeek. You can find us on Twitter where we are known as Tech Night Owl. Tech Night Owl at Twitter. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Look for Gene Steinberg. He's a guy in a plaid shirt. You look for the picture. The guy in the plaid shirt, no doubt he's me. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And we'll have British UFO investigator Timothy Good, who, by the way, is also a violinist who played with some of the top musicians in the world, like Paul McCartney. He'll tell you stories about that, too. Fascinating. But here on the Tech Night Out Live, Avram Pilch, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.